may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... It's inconceivable to think that the championship season starts again in one week's time. It feels like pre-season has been and gone without being a break from football. And it's kind of true because of the Euros, because the pre-season started before the Euros had even finished. Um, so we're back. View from Ninian is back for another season. This is season number 10, 11 maybe? I don't know. Time is a flat circle. And joining me as always to dissect pre-season so far and apparently do a lot of moaning is Ben Price. Ben, um, how's your summer been? It's been good, mate. Um, been keeping sharp by setting up accounts and pretending to be agents for different clubs around the world. Oh, yeah. How's that been going? Gone well. Convinced one bloke that uh, Gareth Bale's signing for Cardiff and he's only gone and put the bloody thing on YouTube, isn't he? <laughs> uh, is that uh, one brownie guy? It is, yeah. His name is, the yeah. YouTube guy. Uh, did you ha- manage to hack Gareth Bale's account and then follow Brownie and only follow him the week later? Did you see that? No, is that did that happen? So apparently, Gareth Bale started following him, and then unfollowed him as soon as Brownie realised that Bale was following him. I don't know. I read it on a certain message board that no one should go on. No, yeah, one that one that I can confirm is being watched by the police. Oh, really? Of, because of right wing oh. activity. Yep. That's excellent news. That is really excellent news. Um, I mean, we could go into a lot of detail about that, but I'm glad that is happening. And Tom, you were smiling at that news. Welcome back for the new season. Um, do you spend any time on right wing message boards this summer? No, I've tried to cut down. Um, yeah. Yeah. You were radicalised at one point, weren't you? But yeah, yeah, it happens in West Wales. There's nothing else to do. Um, mm. But no, I, I haven't been trying to antagonise people on Twitter or anything like that. I've laid low. After Wales got knocked out to the Euros, you know, I gave up on football for about three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just glad to be back now, rearing to go. Yeah, raring to go is the is the right word. Uh, we are, well, it's Sunday. Next Saturday is our first game against Barnsley. Um, I mean, let's let's talk about the summer, Ben. It um, doesn't really feel like there's been a break from football. Um, the, the Euros final took place on July the 11th. We kicked off our pre-season with that massive trip to Bath on July the 10th, where a few Cardiff fans and their Italian flags managed to rustle some ginnies in Bath. Um, are you ready for the new season? Uh, no, I could still do with a bit of a break, to be honest. <laughs> the Euros and everything that went with it. Football's been a bit difficult. Rec- yeah, it's not diff- It's not relentless. It's difficult. It's been everything that sort of went on from like, it was bad enough England getting to the final. And you see the sort of aftermath of that and all the racism and sort of everything that goes with that. It's sort of just, you're sort of thinking, oh, I could do without this for a bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think football was under in the magnifying glass more so than ever this summer and I think you know the the, the events of that that Sunday when you know the, being in London it was pretty pretty nuts you know I we I went to watch the the um the cup final in the London Welsh Centre um because I thought it would be a safe neutral space uh, and it was but like going through London before and after the game there was just like broken glass everywhere I don't know how to describe it but there was just you looked at the floor and there was broken glass everywhere and Tom it, it wasn't a nice place to be was it no, 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 it wasn't in particular. No, I enjoyed on the Monday when everyone else was really miserable. I did bask in that glory for a bit, but no, it was a, a strange atmosphere. And yeah, I understand why people are probably a little bit kind of apathetic coming into this season because of everything that's gone gone on. It hasn't exactly been buoyant about the place at the moment with everything associated with football. But I'm hoping after a, a week or two of the season, you know, everyone will be bouncing up and down and loving it again. Ben, talk to me about your enthusiasm for Cardiff City at the moment. Um, you know, this summer's been a bit of a damp squib so far. You know, we've, we'll have we talk about transfers in a bit, but players have gone who are club legends. We've signed some OK players so far. Mick said that there probably won't be any more transfers. You know, we're going into a season with fans coming back into the ground. What's your enthusiasm like? What are you saying about the new season? I'm not very optimistic. I'm not really looking forward to it. To the point of I went to... I know we'll talk about the game later, but I went to the Southampton game and from start to finish, it just sort of, about 10 minutes before the stadium, parked up, I got really excited. I got that feeling back of football's back. And then it's just, I don't know, it's just Cardiff did everything Cardiff to make it difficult and sort of frustrated you from the offset. Mm-hmm. Piss poorly organised, just carnage and just not fun. And it just took away sort of, any enjoyment from the game before we'd even got through the gate. Um, and yeah, that sort of sums up how I'm feeling. Just frustrated and not looking forward to it. 
And this, I mean, hasn't, hasn't even kicked off, and I'm already like, oh, fuck it, this season's gone. This season's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Good to What's it? The first episode back of The View from the Ninian for the 2021-22 the season. Ben Price, you're writing the season off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tom, I mean... You know, um, we didn't experience the Southampton game, but obviously we, we live vicariously through other people. We lost 4-0, wasn't a particularly good performance. How excited are you for the new season? I'm actually weirdly excited now. A week ago, I think I was very much in the Ben Price camp. Maybe not quite <laughs> that far in, in that camp, but no, I'm quite excited for it because I think just looking around the league, it all looks a bit shit. And, and I'm just glad we're not certain other clubs in the league. So I think mm. that... Again, other people's misery has cheered me up in that respect, where it feels like it could be a really strange season where teams you don't expect to be anywhere near the top of the league could be up the top, teams that should be up the top are near the bottom. And I think that element of it has got me excited again because I think it'll be a really competitive season. And we could be at either end of the table as well. <laughs> I think I'm, at the moment that excites me, but when we are in 17th, I probably won't be as buoyant. We can talk. We can talk about the season. We have got a season prediction section coming up. But um, Ben, let's go back to the Southampton game and talk about our preseason results so far. It's been a bit of a mixed bag. Um, obviously, we we smashed Bath five nil, uh, lost to Southampton four nil, beat Newport to round off preseason yesterday. From the Southampton game, was there? You know, I heard you know the the, the performance was uh, okay to start with, and then we trailed off. Was there anything that you took from that that positive to to look ahead for the new season? Bill Bacon excites me. Mm-hmm. Um, He's looking sharp. He looks like he's been given that number three. And I think that's a stroke of genius. That's really saying that we're not getting another left back in. You're the guy. We know you're young, but I believe in you. And it's a brilliant move by McCarthy. Brilliant man management. Um, There was others like the youngsters have excited me more than the players coming in. Um, Isaac Davis has looked good when he's come on. Bowen's looked very, very good, very composed. Like The youngsters sort of come in. I know it's pre-season, you can't take a lot out of it, but you can see they've made the step up to senior football and they haven't looked at a place, which is a very, like, long-term, that's a really exciting, really promising thing. It's just exciting that we're involving them from the start, isn't it? You know, yeah. we, we've, we, you tend to see it from the end of the season that they'll get 10 or 15 minutes here and there, but it seems like they're going to be involved from the start of the season, which is a really good thing, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, and it's not just a case of, like, we've had in the past the flushes of youngsters coming through for pre-season and then first game of the season, they're not even on the bench. Yeah. These are lads that are going to be involved and they're really going to make an impact and really, like, if they kick on... we. Like I said, it's good to be excited and really could make our season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great thing to see that. And look, it's positivity for me there. There we go. See, not a write-off after all. And Tom, um, anything from pre-season that, you know, you're particularly excited about? I think Ben's right with the, the youth players coming through. They seem to be involved, you know, in, in every game so far. They seem to be playing a, a starring role in many of those games. Is there anything else that you're particularly excited about? James Collins, the return of? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a shrewd signing. Um, the more I thought about it, I think... He's the p- perfect kind of character to have up top at the moment, and like the type of football we play. Massive I think like bastard, exactly Jeez. big, massive bastard. That's exactly yeah. what we went up top. And then, but like I think even signings like Ryan Wintle, for example, he's twenty-four years old but played nearly two hundred games. Yeah, you know that's a clever signing. You know he, he he's gonna he's got years ahead of him, but he's got experience behind him. We're not taking a gamble like on on him there. And but then you've got the likes of like Ryan Giles who's come in as well, who already you can see. We're going to heavily rely on him in a creative sense. Mm-hmm. But again, it excites me. And we've kept, I think, a good core of players from previous seasons as well. And where I thought we lacked depth originally, I think the more I look at the squad, the more I'm kind of with Mick McCarthy that I think we have got numbers. And they, but the, the likes of Gavin White going out the door shows the, you know, the kind of belief he's got in these youngsters that we got in the squad and the fact that he sees more in them than people like Gavin White. So, yeah, I think, I think his belief in our squad and the things that, McCarthy's saying at the moment is what is exciting me more than anything. I mean, let's talk about transfers and talk about the situation we're in with transfers. At the moment, you, you talk about Gavin White. Um, I got the quote up from uh, Mick McCarthy yesterday, and he's talking about that strength in depth. He says, if I've got Josh Murphy, Ryan Giles, Kiefer Moore, James Collins, Ruben Colwell, Isaac Davis, Lee Tomlin, Mark Harris, all in those forward places, Gavin White's not going to play. We have a big squad and strength in depth, so I could not guarantee in a game. And Ben... You know, when when I look at the transfers we've made, we've signed, what, four or five players so far. But we have strengthened those attacking places, haven't we? Like you say, Ryan Giles has come in as a lone player. You've got Ruben Colwell coming in as a youth player. Isaac Davis being mentioned there as players who are going to play in that kind of front three role. And 
does that give you confidence for the season? You know, we does, does that give you uh, an idea of how we're going to be playing in the new season? Yeah, I think um, it's going to be very similar to what we sort of finished the season with, isn't it? So that we know what we know what doing. When it's not like we're coming into it wondering what formation we're going to be playing, how we're going to be playing. Um, we've lost a lot of quality in those attacking positions. The question is, are those lads ready to step up and make the difference? Sort of replace the Harry Wilsons, your Johnny Williams. Um, and that's for making the boys to prove. Mm-hmm. But by getting out someone like Gavin White, who, let's be honest, he is, as much as some people want him to do well, he's never going to be the player that, re- that was going to replace Harry Wilson. No. I'd rather see someone like um, Ruben Cole will get more game time and sort of who's got the prospect of doing it than we sort of... See- Look, we've seen what Gavin White can do. He's a solid player, but he's never going to do anything explosive and sort of change a game. And we're better off getting him out and sort of he's better off playing and we're better off, better off him. So that's a smart move. Um, but as far as sort of you're looking at quality, Giles looks fantastic from what I've seen. He looks like a real baller. Um, and I think you are right. He is going to be sort of the main man. He is the bloke that's coming to replace Wilson. He's going to carry that creative burden, isn't he? We've yeah. seen already that um, Mick McCarthy says that Tom Lynn's not going to be a 90-minute player this season. Um, Colwell's only, what, 17, 18? So he's still too young to come in and take the mantle overall. I think Ryan Giles, if he is on loan for a season, it feels like the perfect the perfect bridging system, doesn't it? From Tom Lynn to Colwell. You have Giles in as the middle and then the others fit around him. And he looks class. He really does. Like I think he's going to get a lot of people off there on their feet this season sort of really sort of create some chances off, off their feet or on their feet on their feet even off their seats, on their <laughs> off feet. Their seats and on their off feet their seats on their feet that's it um i mean tom let's let, talk about the business we've done so far we signed mark mcginnis on a free james collins on a free ryan will wintle's coming on a free he obviously knows perry ng so perry ng's got someone to hang around with now um and i ryan saw Giles. them in shake shack oh um, yeah what were they ordering i can see what they had i went to nando's and wintle and ng were going into shake shack I bet, I and bet I can they... confirm they wore their masks and they were good people. So, ah, oh, good lads, good lads. Um, and obviously, Ryan Giles is coming on loan. Tom, um, are you happy with that business so far? Is there anything you think we're currently missing from a, a player that you'd like to sign, or is there anything else you think we should be signing at this stage? I'm quite happy with the business because I think you look at the people who haven't got contracts from us; they potentially require a lot of money. And I think this is the slowly doing a bit more sensible business, getting bodies in that aren't going to cost us an arm and a leg at the moment, but we could get resale value from him and things as well. And I think, you know, the likes of McGuinness at the back, he's going to learn from people like mm-hmm. Morrison around him. He's clearly got potential. You know, he's got a bit about him. Um, and I, yeah, I'm relatively happy. And I think, but again, I think it just goes back to how poor the rest of the league look. I think if there was a few more decent teams in our league, I'd be a bit more worried about our chances of kind of competing at all. But it feels like this is the perfect kind of season to blood in youngsters. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a little bit more forgiving than it would be a couple of seasons ago. So I think on the whole, yeah, I think our business has been not, not, I wouldn't say it's like a 10 out of 10 far from it, but I, I'm give not, it a score, go on. Out of, out of nine, what would you give it? Out of, out of nine? Yeah, 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 out of nine. Okay. Um, six? Six out of nine. So out of 10, you'd probably give that a six and a half to seven out of 10. So, yeah, six and a half. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. when Bale comes in, you go up a little bit. Like 5.2 uh, yeah, yeah. 6.2 out of nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Yeah, so Mark McGuinness is, is a prime example, right? We signed him from Arsenal and Arsenal fans didn't really want to let him go and they've had to sign Ben White to replace him. So it kind of shows really the kind of people we're shopping for at the moment. But Yeah, we've basically got a £50 million player on free. a free. Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable, really. Uh, Mick Mack has basically said, Ben, that he doesn't expect to see any more incomings. He's kind of happy with his lot at the moment. Is he dumb? And if he is dumb, who would you look at signing? You know, have you got question marks about central midfield or anywhere else on the pitch? I'm really worried about the midfield. The youngsters are good, but they're not going to be able to sustain a full season. And out of that, then, you've got Volks, Rawls and Wintle who will not be able to play with each other in a three because they're literally the same person. They're Dude. so identical, it's not going to work. And I think we're just missing... I don't know what we're missing in midfield, but I feel like we're missing something that Bakuna's not going to give, Pac's not going to give, and the other three aren't going to give. We're going to have to rely on Bowen to really pull something out of the bag, and I don't think he's that kind of player. What are we missing in that midfield? Is it a proper... Box to box, is it someone who's someone who can play in that pivot and just kind of link the fence to attack? I think that's it for me. It's something that we tried to do. Basically, we're missing Gunnison. Three seasons on, we're still missing an Aaron Gunnison S player to create sort of just 
Like you said, bridge the gap. I need to get over it, Ben. I can't. I love it. <laughs> I what think you, that, I was going to say, Tom, what are you going to jump in with then? I can see you chomping at the bit. I was ready for it. Um, I think this is going to be Rawls' best season for a good few seasons. If, if it feels like this is time to step up. And I think we saw flashes of it towards the end of last season where he was getting into some positions he wasn't doing under mm-hmm. Warnock. And I think we'll see a bit more box-to-box from him. And I think, obviously, the goal pre-season against Newport, fantastic finish. Exactly what we need, a bit, a bit of confidence of him going into the season. I think it really will be his time to step up and those youngsters around him will benefit from it as well. Could Wintle be that kind of box-to-box? Is that the role he plays or is he more? No. Mate, from I what seen... I've seen, he's a carbon copy of Will Box. Good. Yes. Good. We needed another one, didn't we? Yeah. And it seems like he's putting Vox out the squad because Vox hasn't been playing so much. Um, we talk about the players coming in. Obviously, we, we should touch on the departures as well. Um, it's been quite a strange summer, Tom. Um, Glatzel left. Uh, Bamber and Bennett have gone on freeze, although Bennett's still hanging around the club. And, you know, there's question marks over whether he's going to sign a new contract or whatever else. Um, obviously, the, the expectation around Bamber was that he would stay, but he's gone, which is obviously sad. Junior Hoylett's gone after, you know, seemingly five or six years. Uh, and, and, and a strange one with Johnny Williams going as well. Um, what did you make of the departures over the summer? Do you, you know, were you disappointed with any of them or could you see the logic? Like, obviously, the Bamba one's just from pure emotion. It's sad to see him go. But, like, if you... It's hard to do it, but if you put it down to purely footballing reasons, then it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, obviously, that's not going to sit right with a lot of our fan base, and I completely understand that. Um, Bennett, I think you look back a couple of seasons ago, people were calling for him to be sold anyway. I don't know. A lot of our fan base never bought into Bennett. And it's only now that he's not signed with us, people are starting to worry a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, Hoylet again I think he it was his course. time wasn't it it was it was definitely his time and the, the whole Johnny Williams debacle from the beginning was weird he came in didn't play and now he's left mm. um, which is so it, it shows he obviously wasn't showing the ability he did in other spells under McCarthy because if anyone was going to re-sign him is McCarthy you know, I yeah. McCarthy released him just to sign him again to be honest yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but obviously that didn't that hasn't really materialised so I, I, it just, like I said earlier, it feels like a bit of a change of the guard with the, these new players coming in. It's McCarthy putting his stamp on it. He's had a preseason and stuff now, so that's why I think. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm. That's why I'm happy with the business, and I, I'm not too gutted for footballing reasons for any of those players who have left. Not even uh, Max Waters. Oh, I forgot about him. That's a, yeah. You know, there we go. He's, he's taken the tried and tested pathway of I think MK Don's first to lose second <laughs> uh, following Reese Healy. On that question. Um, and there's, there's one big question, Ben, around uh, someone we haven't really mentioned so far because he's, you know, he had a stellar summer with Wales um, at the Euros. He um, caught COVID on his way back. Um, and that's, of course, um, Kiefer Moore, big Keith. Um, not been much rumour about him at the moment. Um, do you think he'll still be here when the transfer window ends? It runs to the end of August, I think. So we've got I a couple of weeks. Sincerely hope so, but I think he's going to be a last minute sort of not panic buy for a club in the Premier League, but I think he's an option there. If clubs don't get their targets, they know... It's like know, a domino, isn't it? Yeah, they know they've got... Or we can get Kiefer Moore, we know Cardiff or Selfer. Because let's be honest, Darman's basically named his price in the fucking interview, so... Yeah. If anything, we'll pay people to take him off us, because that's the kind of club we are. Yeah, knowing us. Yeah. Uh, Tom, do you think he'll still be here when the transfer window closes? I think he has to be for any sort of ambition this season. Um, we don't have any ambition. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the problem. Don't bring my optimism down now. Come on, I've been so positive to this point. No, I think I think he'll be here. Um, it, like The fact that there has been very little rumour around it, um, I'm kind of glad that Wales... No, I'm not glad that Wales went out early, but I think the fact that Wales didn't progress any further... In it the helped Euros, us, didn't it? It has helped us, yeah. Um, no doubt about it. Um, but I think he'll be here, to be honest. Um, I think I think that's why we're probably cut, cutting back elsewhere so we don't need to, you know, take the money off another club. Supp- supplementary question then. Just thought of this one now, boys. So, you know, this is, we're going on the fly here. If he has a good first half of the season, does someone come in for January for him? Like, you know, looking, you know, I think he's had one very good season with us and a good summer with Wales, but his record up until that point was hit and miss everywhere else he was. If he does well in that first sort of four months of the season up until January, Ben, can you see someone like Burnley coming in for him as, as a mid-season? Is that the only club that will sign him? No, it's just I, Burnley are just your classic kind of middle, yeah. middle Premier League club who would take a punt on him, right? You could you could swap out Burnley for even think, Newcastle or someone like that. 
if it comes to January, I don't think it's a mid-table club that will go for him. It's a team at the bottom panicking. Yeah, thinking, fair point. Shit, we need goals. So you're looking, let's be honest, it's it's the year Norwich from the Premier League, so they're going to be down the bottom. Mm-hmm. Brentford might go, Brentford might take a punt, someone like that. I know he doesn't really suit Brentford's style of play, but that sort of level of club, if it comes to January, that's when they might start looking. I think the club might be a bit nervous then. But the club might also see, right, it's January, it's panic buy, um, and they might add another five mil to him. Yeah. Tom, do you agree with that? I think it'll be a case of it depends where we are on the table. If he has a good start of the season, but as a club we're in 11th or 12th or something like that, I think we'll sell him. I think if we're in with a chance of being in around the promotion prices or playoffs, we'll keep him. I think we'll we'll play that gamble, you know, we'll where we'll you know we'll we'll keep him around the squad and not, and not cash in on him. So I think yeah, it depends how we start as a as a team as a whole. I can see someone like Watford going in for him, right? Because they've got Troy Deeney, who's kind of at the, you know at the, at the latter end of his career and didn't play as much last year and, and could be on his way out. They they tried to replace Troy Deeney with um, Ashley Fletcher um, at the moment. That was a bizarre one. It was. Just, I think it's just a you know signing someone on a free who's got Premier League experience who probably is going to be quite happy to sit on the bench. But if if things aren't going well for Watford come January, that you know they could take a punt on someone like you know they know how to play with a big target man. Kiefer Moore is probably as as boisterous as Troy Deeney would be, um, it could be a, it could be a move there. Not not that I want Watford to sign him because um, he's you know. boisterous in different ways to Troy Deeney. Let's just make that yeah. clear. Yeah, well, very very clear. <laughs> Lovely hair. Lovely hair. Um, before we move on to our kind of season predictions, um, we've got to talk about the new kits. Um, let's say a mixed bag. Um, the home kit was voted by Football 365's Championship 365 as the worst kit of the league, uh, which is fucking mental when you think about it because yeah. it's 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 not the best kit in the world, but it's just a plain football shirt. Hull's kit this year, Hull West Stripes, their kit this year is yellow with a black sash. I quite like Hull's kit. Yeah, yeah but that's I not tradition, like though. Like, oh, we Sean... can't... We... Oh, that's not no, going let's, on let's, let's not, no, let's not open that. Mate. Yeah, come on. Um, so, Ben, home home kit versus away kit, what do you prefer? Uh, away kit by miles. I think the home kit's awful. I'm it's with... It's awful. I'm with every single person who's put it at the bottom. You know, let, let's be honest. I suppose we're all a fan of a football shit. Mm-hmm. We all spend far too much money on them over the years. No, nah. <laughs> nah. But I just, I just, don't, I just don't think it. I've, I've, we've had kits for, like over the years that I bought the Cosway Sports kits. Yeah, silly man. Yeah, admittedly, but like it's just, it's awful. It's a horrible I, color. See, see, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad shirt. I don't think it's an objectively bad shirt. I think. In in the canon of Cardiff City shirts, it's not the best of our shirts, but it's it's better than some of the efforts we've had. And I don't think it's an objectively bad enough shirt to be placed bottom of these rankings. Like lower half, lower six, yeah, but not the worst. I've not seen a worse. I've not seen a shirt in the championship I've disliked as much. I th- I think it looks quite good on the players. I, 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 well, that's a measure it. of it, isn't it? Well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? If we're on about kits that we're gonna buy, I'd look like an absolute mentalist if I bought that kit. It just ah, the, you can wear it with some baggy jeans and go to Metro's in 2009 wearing it. Yeah, it, it is very much a top man kit, isn't it? Like it is. Yeah, that's the, the bit. It's the collar. Me... It's the collar. It's the bad bit. It's, it's it, too yeah. much of a flashback to like six form for, for yeah. me. That I, yeah, but but when you put it in the in the kind of way of oh, have you seen a kit worse? I don't think I have. To be fair, I honestly I think Hull's kit's worse. I don't think Peterborough's kit is particularly nice this year. Um, it's a bit of a mismatch. You know, I like loud shirts, and I think it's a bit of a mismatch. Um, I think I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I won't be. I won't buy it. Buy it yeah. I won't buy it. I won't buy it. I'll buy the away shirt because I think the away shirt is uh, very nice, and I like the goalie top as well. Mm, yeah. yeah, the short sleeve goalie top is really. Nice. I was in the club shop. The away shirt seems to be very popular. I went into the club shop uh, at the Southampton game. There was only kid sizes, and it was a very, very limited selection of kid sizes left. Um, this three weeks away from a next delivery. Oh my god! Um, and the club, it, the club shop looked embarrassingly bare. I don't know if they underappreciated just how popular this shirt would be, or just how they just understocked, or whether it was a, a shipping issue from Adidas. I don't know what it was. I, I think but... it's demand because yeah, the amount of people I've seen who've bought it who wouldn't ordinarily buy a kit, um, like my dad's got it. And you know, <laughs> yeah. plenty of sizes in the home kit, though, boys. So yeah, really of boots. The other thing I noticed with the club, right, is, and this isn't a dig, but well, it sounds a like it's going to be. A yeah, dig. It's going to be a dig, but isn't it? The staff in the club shop were wearing some tra- Adidas training wear stuff, right? That is fantastic. It's a really, really nice range of clothes. So 
Stacey, um, I'm sure everyone knows who goes to the club shop, no Stacey, dropped her a tweet like asking, oh, when's this coming? And I wasn't the only one, like literally everyone I was chatting to at the Southampton game, like saying about, talk, talking about kits, all sort of went around and going, yeah, but the stuff the staff were wearing was nice, wasn't it? And it's Mate, not for sale. It's, it's not staff for sale. only. That is and weird. Really strange because it's really nice. And I think they shift a few. I tell you what I do like. I do like the mint the mint training wear. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, it's not normally our colour, but like you can get a nice little windbreaker, um, city farty, um, and you can get like nice training kind of like pullovers and stuff. And they're really nice colours. Um, I, I looked at them. They're really thin and sort of meshy though. They're, they're, they're very much training wear. They're not sort of... Good, because they are training wear. Well, I know, but like, it's not sort of thing where, like, it's, I don't know, it's just a weird one for... Oh, God, our training wear is too much like training wear, man. But you, you, if you look into get that instead of a replica shirt, they're very, they're different material. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I probably wouldn't be buying. I, I probably, you know, I probably buy the pink shirt and I might try and get the goalie shirt when it goes on sale because I got last year's goalie shirt when it went on sale and that's really nice as well. I got the uh, the, the lime green one. The big one is that, boys. Keep a shirt or away shirt. Well, if you had to, I'd buy the away shirt if I had to pick. Yeah, I think it just shades it for me as well. But I do like the keeper kit. I, I, I like how they've got short sleeved ones for sale as well. And I, you know, I can get Phillips one on the back. It'd be doubly sad to have my own name and a player's name at the same time. So yeah, I did the same with Camarasa a few years ago because, um, of course, I am Ben James Camarasa. No, yeah, it's official. No, yeah, it's official. Yeah, <laughs> deed polls only fifty quid, boys. So you can change it what you want. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think the away I think the away kit is one of the nicest away kits we've had years. I've wanted a pink shirt since Juventus had their pink shirt like four or yeah. five years ago, um, and now we've got our own. I'm 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 gonna buy it. It's just out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually waiting for payday to buy it because I was like, I'll buy it when I get paid. But, um, it's completely out of stock. You can buy the shorts. Shorts are very expensive this year. The the shorts are thirty quid a pair. Yeah, not happening. Which feels ridiculous. Um, well, that's not even the worst. You look at some other clubs. PSG, everyone was raving up PSG's basketball shorts because they're amazing. Yeah, they're a Jordan brand, mate. They're going to be like double the 60, price. 60 quid. Mm. 60 quid for shorts. Wait until, wait, until they, wait until they do a Louis Vuitton off-white collab with Virgil Abloh. They're going to be like 150 quid and you're not going to be able to buy them unless you get them from StockX for three times Who's, the cost. Um, is it Napoli have been sponsored by Armani? The, uh, Armani's become their kit manufacturer? Uh, is it, I think one. I think there might be a club in the lower reaches of the... Um, Italian leagues. You've got Stone Island as a, a kit supplier. Um, same owners, haven't they? Yeah, same yeah. owners or something. So they've like come up yeah, with a deal where they get, get to do it. Um, I can't remember it is, it's exactly, but they're going to be rolling out with you know like the um, the Serie D patch on one arm and a Stone Island patch on the other arm. Um, button still on it. Though. Yeah, button still on it. Yeah, made out of like some mad cotton. Um, anyway, that's the kits. That's the transfers. Let's move on to our season predictions. Um, Tom, you mentioned earlier that the league is very open this year. Um, do you see any clear favourites? Yeah, when I say it's open, I, th- I think it's open from fifth downwards. I think there's a clear top four. So I think who's I getting think promoted? Um, for me, probably West Brom and Sheffield United. I reckon would be top two. Okay. I ben? think I. Well, go on, yeah. Top two. I've gone West Brom and Fulham. Um, I don't think Sheffield United are going to be there or thereabouts. I think they've they, they've the culture there at the club is going to be so bad that they're going to really struggle. I think you've lost so many games. You've had such a bad season. I don't care how good you are. Like, and they've got some they've got some good players. This isn't saying like their players are shit or anything, but like that's not an easy job to turn that around. Yeah. yeah. The man to do it is Jakanovic, though. The guy's fucking true. brutal at this level. I, I was, I, I am denied about them a bit because it was kind of, they could easily be one of those teams, like I said earlier, who could drop to the bottom of the league as much as they could be, they could walk the league at the same time. Like it, it, it massively depends on how they start because the talent they've kept around that squad, they should be comfortably in the top, top four. But yeah, I, I found, I found the three teams to get promoted much harder to predict than the teams to get down like teams to get cut down like to go down I was, I've changed about four times I've learned oh but they're having a nightmare oh but them whereas the top three I've sort of picked the top two I think West Brom and Fulham are clear I think that like the quality with them is a cut above um, but after that it's sort of like I'm struggling I'm sort of looking like you boys say it's much for much so I think there's going to be a couple of surprise packages I don't think it's like Barnes, I don't think it's going to be a case of like Barnes and an anomaly of Barnes team making the playoffs this year. I think there's going to be a few teams that can make it and realistically have a chance of getting promoted. 
outside well, those two, I think they're all. I think there's a lot of clubs that are, but they're they're about the same. I think Sheffield United and Fulham will be top two. The way things are going, I just think you know Fulham have Fulham have spent well. They've got Marco Silver in, who's a good manager. They they've managed to retain the core of their team from last year. You think about who their strikers are going to be. It could be Mitrovic, Bobby Reed. They've now got Harry Wilson back in. They've got Kamara coming back in, who you know hasn't really hit hit the heights yet, but he could come in and score a lot of goals. And I think um, I think Sheffield United just got Jokanovic knows his way out of this division. And I think they've still got people like McBurney, and I know McBurney's a cock, but he will he could score twenty goals in this division if he if he gets his head right. And I think Jukanovic is the man to get it out of him. I just couldn't bring myself to say Fulham because I just can't stand him. So that's why I went West Brom and Sheffield United. And obviously, I think Bournemouth. We can't I think, yeah, yeah. Now they've got Scott they're the other one of the four. They're the yeah. other one of the four for me who will be knocking on the door for top two. And then, conversely, then we've talked about that. You know, as, as promotions, who's getting relegated? I think there's 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 a couple of easy options here the way things are going. But I don't I don't know how it'll go. But you know, I think I would consider Derby in the running for, for relegation, the way things are going at the moment. I would look at someone like Blackpool or one of the promoted teams to come up. And I think there might be a bit of a shock in there as well. I think someone like Huddersfield, if they carry on like they did last season, they could drop out of the division. But I don't know what you guys think. I'll let Ben go first. So I think everyone's easy pick is Derby County. They've got 12 players and one of them's injured by their manager. <laughs> yeah, that that's brilliant. That. They're right in the shit. Their manager, who the same day as injuring the player, then came out in the press that got farted on by some girls in the hotel room. Yeah, and he's bought the copyright in those photos now for a quid, so good for Um Yeah, Derby are down. Um, I agree with Blackpool. And the third place then, um, I crossed out Huddersfield and I've gone for Bristol City. Oh, that's the same three as me. I, I, I agree, isn't it? It's nice. I'm yeah. really not sure on Bristol City. Um, and I think it's the same reason as I, I you know, I, I think people are quick to write us off. Like, Nigel Pearson it goes either way with him, doesn't it? Like he could, he could have an absolute disaster season or he's won he, two games as Bristol city manager. He has, but now he's got his preseason and he's, he's, you know, he's come in and like, it's, it, it, he could turn things around. I don't, I don't think he will, but there's always that danger with someone like him because he's such a stalwart at this level. He's no. trying to get the band back together for Leicester that got promoted. And when Completely. did Leicester, oh, Seven, eight years ago, promoted about 10 years ago. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it'll definitely will <laughs> He's happen. now trying to get that band back together. It's not like one I'm trying to get. I just, no, I, I think Bristol are really in yeah, trouble. I year. think they've got nothing going forward. Um, and I think that they, they really missed opportunities to, to be in the playoffs and go up um, for a few seasons yeah. in a row. And I think that bubble has burst now. I, I'm not saying they'll go, I think they've missed their turn it to go sounds, up. And sounds I think like they'll... You're being very sympathetic towards Bristol City here. Right, guys, this is View from Ashton Gate, the new <laughs> podcast about Bristol City. But I think we talk about how open this league is, right? Like, you look up and down the league, there's question marks over Birmingham. You know, Barnsley, as much as people seem to, to rate them, they've lost their manager and a few players this year. So it depends on that continuity and whether that carries on. Talked about uh, Blackburn, they're still without Bradley Dack and, the, you know, they, they could lose further players in the future. Coventry, don't really know. They could go either way. Huddersfield, Hull, Luton had a good run last year. Millwall, they're a bit of a, a hit yeah. and miss team at the best Best-ton of times. Preston, so, Peterborough. Yeah. People seem to think QPR are going to do really well, but Warburton is so hit and miss again that it doesn't really... The only teams I can't, I, the only teams I would say that definitely won't be in the mix for relegation this year, apart from the teams you mentioned in the top five already, are teams like Stoke, maybe Nottingham Forest under Houston because they're going to be defensively solid and Middlesbrough under Warnock. Like everything else is very open this year, which is why make, making a, those three predictions for a relegated team is quite tough. Yeah, but it's fun saying that Bristol City will get relegated. All right, Bristol City getting relegated. Yes. It's a league one with you, you scummers. Um, now, now looking more at, at Cardiff City uh, and closer to home, who ends up our player of the year this year, Ben? If Kiefer stays, he's going to win it. If he goes, I think it's uh, Giles is to win. Giles is to win, Tom. Yeah, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say Rawls. Joey, Joey Rawls, right? Yeah, going for it. I just, I, I don't know why. I'm going to be made an absolute mug of here by myself. But I think that he's going to have a great season. Obviously, I think Giles and Moore will definitely will be there. They're thereabouts. Mozza won't be far away again. But yeah, I was going to. I was just going to go Mozza because I think he's just. There were times last season where he he seemed to be playing on a different level to what he's played at in previous years. I know he suffered with his injuries, and I think um, the, the season tailing off didn't help him. But I think if if he stays fit for. 80% of the season, he could be in the running for player of the year as well. Because he's just, I think he's just, he's, he's gone up another level. It doesn't matter if he stays fit. The bloke's constantly in a bad shit. He must be <laughs> Yeah, so, it's true, hey, actually. He played with two broken wrists. Mm. Still, like, 
fitness isn't an issue. Literally, he played with a dislocated elbow till he couldn't play no more. Yeah. The bloke's a warrior. Yeah, he, he, he starts the season with a broken shin and carries on through somehow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, we, I, I, I can see a unanimous answer for this one. Um, who ends up our top scorer, Tom? I was going to try and think of like a controversial thing of like, oh, this could be a bold claim, but um, Kiefer Moore, unless he gets sold, obviously. But then Isaac Fassell. Oh, yeah. right. oh. <laughs> no, um, Kiefer Moore. Yeah, I was going to say Kiefer Moore if he stays. Uh, but if he doesn't stay, then I reckon James Collins will be top scorer with nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll get, done that. get double figures last day of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a dead rubber game against Coventry, he'll manage to get... I don't even know it's Coventry on the last game of the season. Um, I, I kind of said, who ends up our villain of the season? I guess the scapegoat for when things start to go wrong, Ben. Oh, scapegoat? Okay. Yeah. Um, I've gone for, I've gone along the lines of villain. Well, um, let's do both. Who, who's your villain of the season? Um, yeah. I probably... Who? Oh, me and you, I keep agreeing with you today. I don't know what's happened. Mate, you're we, in a bad way if that's the case. Yeah, you can say Matt McDowell as well, Tom. Yeah, it was. I just think he's going to do something to really piss us off very, very soon. It just, it's brewing, isn't it? He's been brewing. too quiet for too long. Yeah, it's brewing. I, don't I also know. had Mick McCarthy down as well. No, I was going to say you. Mick McCarthy as well. But it's too easy of a pick. Well, I'll go with the easy pick then. I'll take this one for the team. Like, I could just see, like, if things start going ever so slightly wrong, I could see it ending up where he's telling us to fuck off after he scored, you know, <laughs> classic like he did at Ipswich. We'll score in the 90th minute to draw with Swansea and Mick McCarthy tells all the fans to fuck off like he did at Ipswich. No, it's not going to happen. I don't think but it'll happen. We're it's not going like... to turn on Mick this year. All right. I think, do you know what? That was part of it was Southampton. The Southampton game was the first 60 seconds, the ball was in the air. And literally, it didn't. We had kickoff, and from kickoff, we kicked it long back to our keep, back to our defense, and it didn't touch the floor for sixty seconds. I watched the clock; yeah. it was amazing. But like the whole time, like Warnock and McCarthy are very similar in styles. I'm not going to deny that, but there was something lacking with the charm with McCarthy that sort of like the humor side of it that I haven't quite seen yet. I haven't quite got that warmth to him yet. The press conferences haven't had that really funny moment. They've been quite harsh and not as charming as sort of Warnock. Warnock was very good at charming the fans and sort of getting the fans on side. I know a lot of it's lip service. And he says, this, he, he's saying the same things to the Borough fans now that he said to us, but it felt like you felt bought into it. You bought into what he was saying. Whereas I haven't got that from McCarthy yet. The press conferences I've been to, I've been to Harris press conferences and McCarthy press conferences and McCarthy is just a bit more short with people. So like if you, if you ask him a question that, he doesn't like or he deems quite silly he just won't entertain it and give you the shorter answer or someone like neil harris would like he would, he would answer his own question he would but that, that was his way of kind of giving you something back if you asked him a, a question that you could see that he wasn't exactly happy with he would go well no I, I don't necessarily think that but do i think this and then give you something to go with or Mitt mccarthy will just go no and then I'll give I you one line I think though you'll start to see him loosen up a bit when when you know the fans are back. I think he's so. Got, I he's think got somebody to interact with. Yeah, you know he, he, the enjoyment factor of everyone is back then. The players, the staff, there as well. Because it, it must be just so tedious now playing in front of like empty seats all the time. For sure. And I think I think you you know we win a game two 0 or something. Go into a press conference. He'll have a spring in his step. You know, with everyone cheering his name. So I think I think we'll start to warm to him as a fan base, and he, and he'll start to warm to us as well. What's, I hope so. I really do. What's yeah. going to be his chant? What, how does Mick McCarthy scan in, in the good chant? You know, you've got du, 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 Mick McCarthy. What yeah, else yeah, could you sing? That's, yeah, that's the official one. We're saying it now. That's the official Mick McCarthy chant. No it? one else has said it. Or Super Mick McCarthy. Hi. McCarthy. That works as well. <laughs> Does it? Mickey McCarthy. Yeah, that's shite. That I'm that banning works. that one instantly. You ban that one. All right. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so we've done it. We've done the official chant. That's the season <laughs> prediction for that. Um, all right, so I, I said scapegoat last time. I'm going to go with Josh Murphy. Um, perennial scapegoat Josh Murphy. Even if he doesn't play, he's going to get blamed for something. Uh, Tom? Um, Marlon Pack and Bakuna probably. Oh, oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, Bakuna's always. Yeah, no, no one likes Bakuna. <laughs> but I don't know. I I don't think we'll see much of. I I think Aiden Flint will do something to piss someone off this season as well. Marlon Pack possibly. Yeah, he's done something to piss some people off already. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll leave that for the gossip columns. Um, ben, who's your scapegoat of the season? Um, Lee Tomlin. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, yeah. Yeah. I think oh, we've got a lot of options. A lot yeah. of options. Uh, I mean, he's already getting shit from people, isn't he? <laughs> Including McCarthy. Including McCarthy. Uh, ben, you pop this one in. Bold prediction of the season. Yep. Which brings oh. me to Lee Tomlin. All right, go on. <laughs> okay. Because I, I said he's going to be a scapegoat. I'm sticking the first blade in. Um, Lee Tomlin won't complete 90 minutes, a 90 minute game in the whole championship season. I don't think that's that bold. Yeah. <laughs> Could you go bolder? All right, he won't play 12 games. He won't play 12 games. That's, yeah. That's quite bold. Um, I'm going to go with Josh Murphy will start no games this season. He's been missing already, and it's kind of like... He's been injured, though, hasn't he? Injured. I think Josh. I don't think Josh Murphy will start a game this season. He looks all right against that. He was one of the few bright sparks against Southampton. He looked all right. He was very good for me when I had him on the football manager against Southampton. He scored two, so um, good for Josh. Uh, Tom, I, I was trying to think about this, and I was thinking of like bold predictions. They were just me trying. I don't know, think of something I was stupid, and then just not agreeing with myself. Um, but the, the one I came up with was like Sean Morrison to get double figures. I could just see him scoring from so many set pieces this year. They would go on a run and score. I think he'll score 10. All right. That could be your prediction. That's going to bite me in the ass as well. But there, yeah, why not? You asked me, um, I, almost, I almost went with McCarthy not being here by Christmas. So, that was, yeah, that felt like an obvious one, though, again. But let's talk about a prediction for those boys down west obviously um this is just a, a question i'm throwing in last minute swansea uh, they, they've announced that russell martin's in place now steve cooper's gone um what happens to swansea season this year ben where do you see them finishing mid-table i don't i like it's very easy to go are oh, they going down i know they've lost a very very good goalkeeper they've lost a decent center back in Gihi, and um they've lost some goals but they're not that they, look there's a lot worse about them the rest of the Swansea players there, even if they lose Grimes, I don't think as much as funny as it would be to say they're going down. Um, yeah, I think they'll probably finish mid table. So I'm bottom half table, but sort of mid table ish, comfortable. Um, and you can see them like in the odds, they went from being like fifth and sixth favorites a couple of weeks ago and they're down to like 10th um, now. And I think that they could be within the you know possibility of playoffs. But I don't think it'll be any any lower than 14, 15th, to be honest. But it could be like like we said, it's just such a melee of clubs that could finish yeah. in those positions. Um, like the, the, like the that Piro they've signed might end up being a gem. They've done it in the past with players like that. Um, or you could do absolutely nothing. Um, so I yeah, I'll go, I'll say tenth. Tenth, I was gonna go, I think they'll finish smack bang in the middle of twelfth. They'll play some nice football, which is what the, the fans really want because they don't like Cooper ball despite it being successful. Um and they'll they'll finish around twelfth. Um and where will we be? The 10 game mark is always kind of the magic marker, Tom. Where will Cardiff be in the table after 10 games? Third, and then we'll finish fifth. Ben? Twelfth. And where will we finish? Twelfth. <laughs> I think we'll be plucky eighth after 10 games and I think we'll finish sixth. That's an optimistic sixth. Yeah, I've gone very optimistic with third and fifth. Yeah, I put it in a 4-4-2 prediction as an optimistic sixth, which you can buy now if you want to read my words in 4-4-2 season preview. It's seven quid. Uh, very cheap magazine. Um, moving on to Twitter questions. Obviously, we put the call out on Twitter uh, about questions and comments for our first podcast. So we'll start with uh, Die Carter. Sir Die Carter, uh, please pay him the full respect that he deserves. Um, he's asked a couple of questions. Ben, is this the season for Josh Murphy? I hope so. I really do. I like Josh. Last season, the season before, like they've him. all been the season for Josh. It's Ken's horse syndrome, isn't it? It yeah. is. He's going to come good. Gonna come good. It's gonna come good. Um, I do like I hope it. So. I hope so as well. Uh, Tom, do we need two keepers on massive wages? Uh, one on massive wages. Uh, Smithies is on. He's our best paid player at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I know he is, but he's yeah. the only one. Phillips came from Charlton Athletic. He's on. Um, well, I mean, two keepers on. Let's say forty grand between them. Do we need two keepers on forty grand, grand between them? I'm quite happy with our keeper situation, to be honest. All right. Uh, ben, what did Robert Page see in Ruben Colwell? Ability, the same as the club are seeing. The club think he's going to be the boy that they sell for 20 million in like two years' time. That there's unreal potential there. 
And he also saw a baby face that he thought might be gay if they go out for meals. They can convince him he's 12 years old. And he's yeah. free. Eat for free. And he's got body of a man. So weird. And then, Tom, the last one. How many of the younger lads will make 15 starts? We're talking your Keenan Pattons, your Isaac Davises, your Reuben Colwills, your Joel Baggin. I think Baggin's in line to start most games, to be honest. Think, yeah, Baggin, Colwill. Um, Mark Harris might get 15 starts. Is he possibly. a younger lad? Oh, i tell you who we've forgotten about. Oh, Tom that's... Sang. Tom Sang. Yeah, I think... I'd... To be honest, we've got a few younger lads in the back, uh, back four and stuff now, and they're they're pretty decent. Like none of them, if if they were starting a game, I wouldn't, you know, be, I wouldn't be good about it. You know, between the likes of him, Kieran Brown as well, you know, Perry Ng, McGinnis coming in, you know, Patton's I think he's not. Patton's not listed as a senior player. No, they've moved up Sambo and Kieran Evans. Um, who else they moved up? Bagan's been moved onto the first team page now, even though he's been there. Um, and Isaac Davis, but um, yeah, Patton's not been moved up. Interesting. George, George Ratcliffe's been moved to the senior team. Yes, well. Yeah, because didn't Patton sign a new deal last year as well? He did. Um, I think I know his agent. I'll ask him. And we've got no number nine, Gareth Bell. Um, yeah, exactly. After, after Die Carter, must come his son, Tom Carter. Uh, he's come with some predictions for us. Uh, no questions here, boys. So just listen in. Carl will become the next Ramsey. 50 million moved, agreed by February to Chelsea. Tottenham will score six goals in the first two games, then be out injured for the rest of the season. Kiefer Moore will finish the season with 36 league goals, but will finish 11th. The Jacks relegated. Chance to be a fine I, thing. I think I'd take that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark D says, top half finish likely. We'll rely on Moore and Morrison staying fit, if any chance of the playoffs. Lack of pace going forward and midfield an issue personally. Wishful signings, Reese Nelson and Harry Wilson. This was obviously written before Harry Wilson um, left for Fulham. It wasn't. I saw that come in. That came in the other day and it was long after Wilson signed for Fulham. When did Harry Wilson sign? I haven't been paying attention to dates. So I don't even know where I am. Uh, kits are okay, but disappointing to be not available in women's sizes. Uh, it's one for the club to answer. I'll mm. put these questions to them. Kieran Wesley says news on season cards being delivered. Well, I don't know. Call the ticket office. Um, <laughs> are you reading the club tweets by mistake? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That's my problem. Um, seems like, Ben, you're right, though. The club's infrastructure is uh, struggling to deal with being a normal football club again. But, well, let's let's talk about the ticket thing. Um, so the Southampton game, there wasn't... it. We sold 4,000 tickets. You had staggered times allowing you into the ground. So me and my beautiful fiancé, we picked quarter up to six to quarter past six. As you do, you turn up quarter past six. Um, the queue, for some reason, we went in through the away end, despite we were sitting in the middle of the Ninian stand. They didn't signpost before the game that the centre of the stadium, like walking to the Ninian stand, would be closed off because of the testing centre and no one would be allowed through. So you had to walk through dog shit park to the away end. That was annoying enough. Got there. The ticketing system, as they encourage people to use tickets on their phone, completely crashed. Right. Um, and yeah, as well, did not it? I sent you boys the pictures of like, yeah. this, to try and, re- they were trying to reduce social, like encourage social distancing and stop people queuing. Stop Sounds like they were trying to reduce social distancing. Yeah, mate, it was mental. Round the corner into the away end. And then we got to the front there. Um, spoke a little chat with the steward as you do, as you're waiting to go in. The steward wasn't interested, was saying how he thought it was funny and he thought that everyone should fuck off up the road and go watch the rugby instead. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. And I mean, to the wider point about the kind of not being used to being a football club again, there's no news on memberships. There's no seemingly news on like um, normal ticket sales for the coming games. Bearing in mind there's a week away and it's kind of like, yes, sold a lot of season tickets. I think they're encouraging people to get season tickets for that reason. But for fans who like, you know, who who can't go to every game, there's nothing on memberships or nothing about that. The memberships I get should be out and there should be information, but I've got some sympathy as far as sort of like the Barnsley game goes. At the moment, they're expecting like from stuff that's gone on with the Welsh government, sort of stuff that's leaked out. They're expecting it to be full capacity with no restrictions, which is yeah. fair enough. So they, But until the announcements made on Friday, they can't really put tickets on general sale, can they? They can't put it on general sale and then reduce, like, say you can't go if it doesn't happen. We know it's likely to happen, but yeah, I, I think I think I, 
I think they can know because if if the anticipation is that things are going back to normal, what you can do is, and again, this is wishful thinking on the club's part because, like you say, clearly not ready for a football season um, despite having a year and a half to prepare for it. They can put tickets on sale and not process them properly until the day of. And like if it, if it is all digital tickets and stuff nowadays, it's not a case of getting tickets to people. It's just a case of activating the tickets they might have already bought. And then if if for whatever reason the Welsh government renege on their promise, then you just go, sorry lads, tickets are revoked and you get your money back. Like it's not, it doesn't seem in in the digital age where you can have holding accounts for money and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't seem as difficult as that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> as far as the ticket, it's also as far as ticketing goes, the system crash didn't help. Of course. It's, it's amazing how many few people understood how to get the digital ticket onto, onto their phones. And this isn't yeah. just like the case of the older generation. There was a lot of people sort of 40 odd, really, really struggling with the concept of adding the ticket to their wallet. And it wasn't, amazingly explained in the club or like on the website or any sort of communications like that it was it's a shit show <laughs> it really was uh connor davis says we could think we could finish sixth if we bring in robbie brady and a decent creative midfielder tomlin is a liability with injury and cole wilson has a lot to learn maybe someone like adam reach who's also a free agent adam reach is signed for west brom today unfortunately uh, do you remember when, when um, brady was linked with us a couple of weeks ago yeah i don't know if he's gone anywhere i haven't been paying attention um Again, but like Burnley fans aren't that hot on him. They said he was, he's not bad, but it doesn't excite me. I must admit, I do. Uh, I think he'd be a good player in Championship. Kit is nice. Shame I can't get my hands on a weight on an away top. That's all of us, Connor, my friend. Gonzo McKenzie, Will Hughes is apparently training with Watford under twenty threes. Would make a hell of a loan signing if that's true. Then that's a fucking shout. If we well, he's off. Like, he's off. Is he going somewhere else? Somewhere, I think. Oh, for fuck's sake! There was Was it Fulham? It's one of the good teams. I'll have a little look, see. <laughs> Palace joined race for Newcastle target, Will Hughes. Aston Villa linked with Will Hughes. Why is he training with Watford under 23s? Is he spoiling for a move? Um, no, I don't. I think he sort of, the link was there. He had his head turned. I don't think uh, the new manager took it too well. Yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, Ike Brick, can't remember the last time we had a good kit. No thought, just picking Adidas templates. Would be nice if we had an original design and not have the same kit five, six other teams have. Would benefit them with shirt sales. Black and yellow away kit's always popular. I mean, it'd be nice if we could have a proper kit, but we're not big in a football club, are we? Um, it's, I, it's been I the believe same for you should sign with Tor Sports. <laughs> I'm going to mute you, Ben. Um, I, I don't know why we just, like, as much as people, you know, look at Macron and go, they're not the greatest kit supplier. They make individual kits for teams. And it's the same with Hummel, right? I think the the the, the key to getting a really nice kit and a really nice range of stuff, if you've seen what Hummel have done with Bristol City, we're the same size club as Bristol City. And they've produced a really nice leisure wear range. They've produced unique goalkeeper tops based on like historical stuff. They've actually got unique kits for each club that they do all the way down to teams like South End last year, who were bottom of the football league. Like if we want, in, you know, actual original kits with actual thought into them, we need to go with someone like Hummel. We, we have to ditch Adidas and Nike because they've become lazy and lazy even with their top level kits. Look at Man United's kit this year. It's so fucking plain. Well, even even Nike have moved away from template kits mm. uh, for the most part for sort of our level clubs. Um, yeah, it's a case of like, it was nice after Causeway Sports, we all got excited at the thought of Adidas yeah. coming in. And the first kit was a belter. It was an absolute belter, that sort of two-tone blue. But um, since then, yeah, they've been really uninspiring. There's not been a classic shirt. The away kits, apart from this season, will be very hit and miss. Um, you're right. That's just mid green away kit's nice. I do yeah, like and that. The Premier League away kit was all right. Like, they were all all right, yeah. though. There's nothing that's been like, oh, like blow your brains out, where you see sort of, like you look at Newport. Blow your brains out. Sorry, blow your brain. <laughs> that kid's made I went, me I went, I, went, I went to say something a lot, a lot cruder and then. Um, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Sort of centered myself. Well, Newport, Newport last year had Hummel make them the a 40 year anniversary kit of when they played Carl's Ice Jenner. And like that, that was made by Hummel. Like you can imagine Adidas going to Adidas and going, can you make us a, a 40 year anniversary? And it's older than 40 years of when we beat Real Madrid. Adidas would go, no, no. no. <laughs> Who well, are you? Well, the case of like the club went to Adidas and said they wanted to do like, look at doing a remake of the um, Robin Friday kit. Yeah. Adidas said we can do that, but it'll add 20 quid to the retail price because we're not taking the hit. Yeah. Um, that's the issue you get. Whereas someone with Hummel, they do unique bespoke kits. You look at the effort they put into, look at the effort they put into County's kits. Like they're away kit, County's away kit this year is stunning. Yeah. The home kit's nice. Um, even clubs like you look at top end clubs like Everton, the stuff they've done there is superb. I'm a big fan of what Hummel do. And like, they do, they do Walthamstow's kit, and that's a lovely shirt as well. 
So, is that a nice kit, is it? Yeah, really nice kit. Uh, 25 quid, it'll be on sale soon, apparently. Um, so anyone who's listening, if you fancy it. Uh, Sean Collins, how do you see us doing? I, you know, we've kind of talked about that. I think um, we're all in agreement that we'll be kind of a, a mid-table to top-half finish. Last time I felt like this, we got promoted under Warnock and Mackay. Squads we didn't feel were strong enough. Maybe the underdog nature suits us, although we are a much bigger team than previous years that will give us the edge. I kind of agree with that, Tom. Like, going into that Warnock season, it was very, you know, we, we hadn't spent a lot of money in the summer. We'd signed a lot of players from the lower league who come up and had something to prove but we started so well and I think that's going to be the key isn't it it's like I said those 10 games to start with you know under Warnock I think we won the first six didn't we or we won the first five out of six and drew one I can't remember the the, the specifics but that put us so far ahead of everyone else that everyone else was catching up then can you see something similar happening happening I think that's why I like we'll be third and then finishing fifth I think we'll do enough early in the season to be in the mix Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've got a good enough squad to do that. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's a similar feeling going into this season where we're not, nobody's really, no one is writing us off, but no one is giving us a, a huge shout to being up towards the top. And I think that's when we do perform at our best. And as we keep saying, the league's a shit show, isn't it, Ben? Yep. Yeah, it's hard to predict. Um, I will say I agree with the Warnock season, sort of, no, no one sort of expects anything from us there. The season under Mackay, we were firm, firm favourites to go up with the money we spent. Mm-hmm. It, we weren't the underdogs then. No, 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 we weren't. We weren't the underdogs then. No, that's true. That is very true. Um, Luke says, "I want my season ticket." Sounds like a lot. You want that? Two, sign Joey Bennett. Three, anywhere in the top half before December, I'll be hopeful. Ben, the Joe Bennett question is. Obviously, they they couldn't agree on on terms before he got injured. He got injured and he's rehabilitating with us now. It seems like he may have moved out of Cardiff. He's looks like he's he's living sort of just south of London in Weybridge. Um, would you sign him if they could come to an agreement? Obviously, it would be reduced terms. He's not he's not going to start every game like he did four or five years ago. Would you sign him if we could get him on a decent deal? I would, but I don't think that's what he wants at this stage. No, of course, of course. We we've it's just one of those things where the ships are sort of like they couldn't come to an agreement. They've Cardiff have got a duty of Kim, fear played some to stick to that. That's why they're allowing him to train, sort of get involved with the first team stuff as well and sort of rehab himself. It's a nice thing to do. It's, he's not going out on sort of bad terms, but it's a case of like, he wants one thing, we want another. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's fully fit and sort of his rehab's over, I'd imagine he'll be going off to pastures new, which is a shame, but it's football, isn't it? It's not like I, I wouldn't bend over backwards to sign him and sort of make him a priority sign-in. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think we've got a talent there now that are coming through as well. And he was another player that was on big wages. Mm-hmm. So I, I just find it very unlikely that we're going to come to an agreement that suits both parties. I think it, it's beneficial for both parties now for, for Bennett to move on. And he yeah. was great for us. And, and we'll leave it there. I think, you know, he'll leave with... In, leave in it there, the Stop speaking. Yeah. Stop, just leave it there. Leave it there. <laughs> Leave it there. Just stop speaking about Joe Leave Bennett. It. Leave it there. He doesn't exist to us anymore. Leave it there. Leave it. Um, Josh Marsh says, I think we finished sixth by the skin of our teeth and we'll bring in another winger. Hopefully not Marley Watkins. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that hasn't gone down well. <laughs> no, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I forgot he existed and then he's rocked Are up at us. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't even, I thought you, I, 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 he's obviously just training with us, but um, c- can you see Ben? Can you see Mick McCarthy just go in well, he's been around the squad. I'll give him a deal till the end of the year, a six-month yeah. deal. Yeah, I thought I that's what I could see as well. Exactly what I can see happening. But God, he was average against Southampton. Thing is, though, if we're getting rid of someone like Gavin White, why would we replace him with someone with Marley Watkins? Exactly. Um, and what he's saying, sort of like he's got faith in all these young lads and sort of with the players he's got there. There's absolutely no need for us to bring in Marley Watkins. No, I reckon um, just put him out to pasture now. Get rid of him. See you later, Marley. Got a nice name, but we don't like you. Um, Matthew Davey is the final question. He says, I feel our blend of youth and experience is very good at the moment. And I think that this squad can definitely achieve something big this season. Just wish everyone shared the same optimism as me. Well, that's an optimistic point to finish on before we go on to talk about Barnsley. Um, Barnsley, obviously, first game of the season. It's, it's at home. Um, ben, you excited for the first home game of the new season? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, no, maybe. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, very much Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Tom? Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think it's a good um, a good game to start with as well. You know, they've got a new manager in, um, lost a couple of players. They've still got some dangerous attacking forces with like Woodrow, um, Cole. Um, but I think we'll have too much for them. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm just really looking forward to getting going again. Um, 
Let's talk about Barnsley then. Obviously, last season they had uh, a season for the ages, um, you know, under Ishmael, who has obviously departed as well. They did very well. What's your view on them this year? They've obviously, um, they've lost uh, Daryl Dyke. He's gone back to America. They've lost Ishmael. They've lost people like Alex Mowat, but they have retained people like Corley Woodrow. They've signed, was it Devante Cole from Motherwell, who looks like a decent player. Um, How do you see them performing this season? Are they going to carry on this kind of progression and move to the next level? Or is this where it kind of falls apart a little bit? I think it all depends how they get on with their manager, the new manager, doesn't it? I think Mm -hmm. their old gaffer was so integral to sort of that spirit within the club that if he, if they can't recreate that, they're not, I don't think they're in any danger of going down. They're a very good side. I don't think so. But um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be hitting the playoffs this year if they can't recreate that sort of feeling, but they also might also get then the backs against the wall sort of attitude that, to be honest, we sort of had the year we went up of mm-hmm. we've got nothing to lose. Let's just go for it. There's a lot of good players there. They've got a point to prove. Yeah, like I said, they're going to be ones that could, like Tom was saying, they could be 15th or they could be third. I think by the sounds of it, um, Marcus Shop is much like Ishmael was, what Stuber was before as well. The same type of football. And I think what Barnsley have done... They've got a system but, and they just well, transplant the manager in. Yeah, and the thing is as well, I don't think it was a shock to a few people who watch a lot of championship football last season that they did well because they have got a clear belief around their squad, how they run their club. And yes, they've lost players, but they've got the likes of Callum Styles and stuff now who they're moving mm-hmm. into a more central role. And I think they'll do well again this year. Um, I know some people are predicting them to be like, I think one prediction rather than finishing second. I don't quite buy into that. No, I don't think about that. But I think they'll, they, they won't be easy to, to beat, but I'd rather be playing them first game of the season than when they find their feet 15 yeah. games in. No, I agree completely. Because last season it was they didn't start from what I remember. They they lost the they lost their opening two games of the season, and it was the end of the season. They did a bit of a Fulham, right? They went on that amazing run of several games in a row where they won, and that took them into playoff contention towards the end of the season. Um, I, I, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think the way they operate as we've talked about, is they get a manager, transplant him in, and they keep the same system ticking over. And I think that's really clever. But I just you you wonder where it where it, where it ends, right? They've done it three three or four managers in a row because it was it Daniel Stendel was their first manager. Then um, what was his name? That the bold guy went to New Stubo, York. Stuber, yeah, he's gone. Ishmael's gone. Like, does it carry on? At some point, a manager's going to come in and fuck up. So hopefully it's this year for them, or it's hopefully this year they fuck up the first game and then they're fine. For the I rest said of the that for years about the Jacks, though. To be fair, and they haven't gone yeah. much wrong as far as prediction goes, other than Bob Bradley. Yeah, Ken Doozy. I've... Oh. I'll shut up. I, th- I, th- I think like Barnsley, just because they have got that clear DNA, I, th- they won't fuck up. They may, no. they may, they, but uh, you know, we bullied them in uh, when we beat them comfortably in that game last year. Yeah, they play good football. We play long ball, and they couldn't hack it. And I'm hoping that'll be the case. You know, I, th- I think we can harry them early in the season. Um, and yeah, that's why I'm going to. I think it's a good, like I said, it's a good game to start with, and I, I'm confident that we'll get a result. Ben, what's your prediction for the game? One all. Tom, very close, sort of. Uh, Two nil. To Barnsley. (laughs) To us. Who's scoring, Ben? Um, Joe Rawls. Oh, lovely Joe Rawls. Tom, who's scoring for you? Well, obviously, I've got Morrison to get ten goals this season. So Morrison, brace, (laughs) and uh, and Collins. I'm going to go, I think Collins will start and I think we're going to win 2-1. Collins will score one and I'll go with Joe Rawls to score the other. There we go. Lovely and, we'll, stuff. and we'll be joint top of the table um, and we'll remain that way for the rest of the season. Done. And that's it. That's another episode of You from Ninian Done. The first of the season, Ben, uh, looking back on this episode, what would you give it out of 10? Oh, well, this boys, 10 out of 10. We're class. 10 out of 10, yeah. Top class, top class. Tom, what was your rating of this episode so far? I think it was a solid six. I think, you know, there's room for improvement. Uh, you know, I think early season nerves were there with a couple of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. God, you're um, always so negative, Tom. So negative. So, I, yeah, room for improvement. I reckon, you know, can't be 10 out of 10. So if, if this is as good as it gets, then no one's going to come back. So, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully people will come back. And if you do come back and you like what we do, you can go to co fee.com that's ko-fi.com forward slash vft ninian drop us a little money there to say thanks for what we're doing if you want to follow us on twitter it's at vft ninian on twitter.com um i don't know you can email us at vft ninian at gmail.com tom can i call you do you want anyone to call you 
Uh, not yet. I'm in between contracts, but I'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> Wait for your pack code, are you? Your Marlon <laughs> yeah. pack code. Um, ben, can I get you on Snapchat? Yeah, add me on Snapchat. What's your Snapchat name? <laughs> at the Ben Price, same as everything else. At the Ben Price. Lovely stuff. Sending pictures of your willies on Snapchat. Um, I'm going to get a dick pic now, aren't I? Yeah, you are. It's going to come from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it won't come from me. That's unsolicited, and that's not what people want. Um, and that's it for the first episode of the season. Uh, we'll be back, um, you know, every week, probably. Um, there's games every week, so we'll try and do this every week, I think. Uh, diaries permitting. That's what we usually do. That's what we've been doing for the last couple of seasons. I think it's worked well for us. So um, we'll be back and we'll enjoy it. Uh, but thanks for listening, Ben. Um, what are you going to do for the rest of the evening? I've got some Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. I'm going to polish off and Ooh. watch a bit of telly. Lovely stuff. Tom? I've made a, made a lovely bolognese. So I'm going to have a, a bolognese and watch a bit of Ted Lasso. Very good. Watched second episode yesterday. It's very good. Um, have you gonna... watched it yet? Is it good? It's yeah, really it good, good. Mate. Yeah. Uh, official VFTN recommendation. Ted Lasso, top notch. Uh, two thumbs up from Ben. A thumb up from Tom there. Uh, it's only on Apple TV though, isn't it? It is. I think you can get a free trial. Um, so you can watch the first series, I think, quite easily. Mm. Uh, but the second series comes out every week. So um, you have to wait. wait I'll wait until the full series is there and then do the free trial. And... Very clever. That's why your brain's in the operation. Uh, I'm going to go watch Love Island because Millie and Lily are meeting tonight and it's set to be explosive. Right. Nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get the ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN. To get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five, that's www.beer52.com forward slash vftn. Sound pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>